You're tuned into Finding Your Frequency with hosts Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. Connect with the show. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. And welcome back to Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Jeff Spinard. I'm your co-host, Ryan Treasure. Ryan, we had a great interview. This was a pre-record we did a couple of days ago, uh, but we took ourselves all the way to Australia for this one. We sure did. Uh, I don't think our audience really understands how difficult sometimes it is to lock in like a high profile guest mm-hmm. you know so this is one of those high profile guests we had a blast doing the interview yeah. uh, dude is absolutely an awesome human being and you know what Andy he was he was very easy to work with so it wasn't difficult getting things put together it was just the timing of it all yeah everybody's so busy <laughs> exactly exactly but in either case let's bring this interview to you live right now uh, A-Rod, hit that tape. All right. Joining us now, this gentleman I've been trying to get on the show now for a couple of months. So we finally were able to lock it in. Uh, he is from Melbourne, Australia. Many different career paths uh, along the way. Uh, this man was a pro wrestler, train driver, scrap dealer, pool lifeguard, pool manager, bouncer, and of course, now he is he is acting, uh, and his career is flourishing. Twenty five different films, uh, Netflix series. He's doing a lot of different things. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome Mr. Andy McPhee. Andy, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Um, that's uh, a great intro. Except it's uh, those twenty five films are in the last two years, not the last twenty eight. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, you've been real busy in yeah, the last couple of years. Then. That's very busy. <laughs> Absolutely. So listen, yeah. we are, this show is finding a frequency. You know, everybody we talk to, it's about the journey. It's about the path. Uh, you have a pretty colorful background. Uh, tell us a little bit about Mr. Andy McPhee. Okay. So, you know, bluntly and getting straight to the point, it's not about my acting and it's it's not about who I thought I was because what, what I do now is I, I work and will be working with and connecting up with a lot of incredible people around the world from people who set up rescue dog shelters in China and a Marine who set, who set one up in the middle of Afghanistan to my friend Matt Runnels who runs mindfulaustralia.org which is to do with suicide prevention and awareness and Melissa Yu who does the same thing in Australia, Dr. Janet from San Diego who works with veterans in suicide prevention and and by just wearing a t-shirt I had on the other day at the airport I struck up a conversation with a lady who arrived in Melbourne from the US who is um, working with a huge organisation that deals with again mental health issues, suicide, working with veterans and etc. So why I'm mentioning that is because I'm an acting coach and mentor, but my coaching has changed to encouragement, inspiration, dealing with fear, dealing with past issues, not therapy. It's not telling people what to do. It's just listening to their circumstances and helping them see where they can have breakthroughs. And why do I do that? Um, Because as a young boy, we all have our past, every single one of us, and some of us it affects more than others. Mine was anger issues from a young kid that I can clearly remember issues of starting at two and three years old. 
And the book that I'm currently um, commencing to write about myself is the front cover of the book will be a young child of three years old kicking a hole in the back door of the home, which is probably 20 minutes away from where I'm living now as a young child back in the day. And um, the title of the book is I broke my, I started breaking up my first relationships at the age of three. And why I title it that is because the anger that I didn't deal with and the identities that I built around that. So my whole journey through life was an identity built up through the anger that I thought that I was blaming to my father. And it, it wasn't. He caused things, but it was what we all deal with. If you don't let go of that past, then sure. it will bite you in the butt one day. So long story short, after four broken relationships and seven children and, you know, um, a lot of hurt and pain through women I've been with through, you know, the verbal anger and my protection of myself has led me to this point in my life now where I have a great acting career, I have wonderful new friends and I have healing with a lot of the, you know, people from my past, which is what it's all about, you know, finding the love in that. And so now I, I use those events now to create internationally to just share my story and hope, not telling other people what to do, but in hope that they'll see something in them that I never saw in myself. And a lot of us don't, you know. Absolutely. So sharing that experience. Now, let me ask you, where did it start with you? Where did you find your help? Um, Well, first of all, you know, uh, I, I, I ride now with the Christian Motorcycle Club, which is really well known through America. It's Bikers for Christ. Okay. And um, they're an international organization which started with Pastor Fred Zachary in San Diego. Now they're pretty much in most countries around the world and pretty much every state of America. And because of my biker background, I love bikes, love my Harley. I found through a connection with him many, many years ago, and then I developed a faith. So I, you know, I would love to be working in the ministry. Um, of that world because there's a lot of, you know, men in that world that, you know, are there for different reasons. And, uh, you know, I can share and have my faith in that, in that world. Um, I have a lot of amazing Christian friends who are doing amazing things around the world, really supporting and helping people. So that was my, my first start. And, uh, then obviously, you know, really looking at uh, myself through coaches I have, you know, personal coaches I have, to just, you know, see that, you know, the only cause of pretty much most of our issues are ourselves. Even though something did happen to us, we actually live that story on and on and when it's not actually happening now. So that's where my breakthroughs came. And once all that started happening, the healing was very slow for myself and, you know, partners I'd broken up with. But now there is there is healing and there's a great relationship. And now I'm being directed in other areas. And that's why I shared with you these amazing people that just keep popping up in my life, um, which is the path I'm on about these incredible events that we're running. And, you know, still doing my acting work and uh, my coaching and teaching and, you know, just uh, this new journey now at the sure. age of 60, well, I'll be 66 this year, I think. Excellent. Actually, well, quite, quite, that's a, an awesome background. I mean, there's so much that you've been through. How long have you been with Bikers for Christ now? Uh, Bikers for Christ, I've been friends with these guys for about five years and uh, uh, what they call a, a hangaround um, for the last two years with the South Bay chapter in California. They actually have a, they have um, a club here in Melbourne, Australia as well, which a couple of my 
my friends and brothers who ride who I met through, uh, you know, the other circles of the bike world. I met them through that. So it's great. You, anywhere you go, you've always got some good support and, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I, I, I know you guys do great things. I'm familiar with bikers for Christ. The uh, mentoring and the training that you do with actors, what is what is behind that? What are you working with actors and uh, what are you coaching them on? Okay. So, so generally, first up, it's the basic stuff like actors. I have a lot on Skype, which I coach internationally through a lot through America and a lot in Australia when I'm based in LA. Uh, when they do, and a lot of it's uh, through audition coaching and the one-on-one stuff for, you know, when they get auditions for scene work. I can then also work on um, when they get the role to work on the script breakdowns. Like I've coached both my children, uh, Shanoa Smith, she's now a singer. She's given up her acting career and she's now forging through in a singing career, which is in the early stages. But she's, they basically work 22 hours a day on that and sleep about two. Um, she's based in LA. My son, Cody Smith McPhee, uh, will travel with him all over the world from the age of probably nine years old. Um, we moved to America when he was 10 and his first movie in America, which uh, I coached him on set every day. Um, in, in, in every movie he did up till he was 15. His first movie was The Road with Viggo Mortensen, yep. and he did many, many others in between that, including Planet of the Apes. He is now the Nightcrawler in the X-Men movies. He's got a brand new movie coming out in February, which you can actually view the trailer online. It's actually getting some really great reviews and hits. The trailer called Alpha. Um, incredible looking trailer. It's amazing. It's based about 30 to 40,000 years ago. So that will be out in February and hopefully the movie does really well, you know? Um, yeah, no, I've actually, does I, I saw thing, that trailer yeah. for Alpha and it's amazing. The cinematography yeah. on it is, is absolutely great. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know your son was in that movie. That's awesome. Uh, I'm a, I love all things weird movies and that struck my eye because it was set such in the past and uh, definitely uh, looks yeah. like it's going to be yeah. Well, that's cool. Now, well, Cody's now a young boy in that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's great, man. I think it's going to be great. It was a challenging role for him. Like, he's the young boy. He's the lead in it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a challenging role, but it looks like an amazing film. But what I'm, what I'm getting at is, like, my coaching is very organic. I don't use any particular um, structure or system from anyone, but I respect and have read a, a lot about many of the great acting coaches throughout history and I do not believe in not using anything you can like train anywhere you can I'm not one for saying oh I don't train there it's ridiculous you train wherever you want sure. my particular style is very organic and, and any anyone who's seen The Road with Viggo Mortensen Cody was 10 years old when, or 11 years old when he did that and it was organic it's just a very um, very organic process I have um and with the actors I coach now, the evolution of my coaching has now built into, you know, fears and places where you're stuck and where your your business career is go, is not working for an actor. So it, it's developed into a whole new um, just encouragement and inspiration for actors to simply get off your butt, or as we say in Australia, get off your ass <laughs> and make it work. You know, train, like read, yeah. train. Do everything you can to increase your knowledge of what you want to do and the business side of it because sitting home waiting for a phone call or going to a class once or twice a week, it's just not enough. There's, sure. there's 
too many people out there doing it. So you've got to be at the top of your game, like in any, any business or any athletic sport you choose to do. Sure. Sure. I got to imagine for a guy that's been through uh, what you've been through. I mean, you've done a lot in your lifetime that to have any one set style just isn't going to, it's not who you are. I'm sure that you're pulling from all kinds of experience uh, and incorporating that into your training process. So, you know, I can absolutely yeah. see that in, you know, with your years of experience, with as many movies as you've done, uh, you've got your own kids uh, in the, the acting game. So it's just, it's, it seems like a natural uh, transition for you. Yeah, totally. It, it is. And it's, um, it's really great, you know, and then, you know, also the fact that sometimes we, we all have to have a hustle on the side, you know, Absolutely. like some people go, oh, but hang on, you've worked in so many jobs. How come you're doing a part-time job? I said, because that's, that's the way it is. I said, there's no answer to it. This is the way it is. I said, some people, and I, I really admire those and, you know, uh, very grateful for those people that we can learn off who've come in and gone to the top and they work every single day in their business. The rest of us, and the truth is, the rest of us are doing bits and pieces here and there and working on the side and, you know, keeping provisions and a roof over your head so that you can continue training and live a reasonably sort of normal life, if you call that being an actor. But, you know, some stigma comes up with that where people go, yeah, but you did this and that. How come you're working? I go, well, because you have an issue with thinking that I'm something that I'm not. I sure. said, I'm a human being who just happened to, you know, fall into professional acting and you got to work when you're not working. That's when you can embrace that and love it and be proud of it. Then your career will be whatever it's going to be, you know, as long as you have the positive drive forward for that. Yeah. Keeping yourself tip top. Personally, I think it's, to me, it seems like more of a give back on your part than anything. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So when you, uh, you've got a book that you're writing, what is, uh, what is this book? It's really just going to be about, you know, you know, the past and, you know, things that we deal with. Like my past is mine, but I have some friends who had past that are just like, my God, how on earth did they, how did they get through that? You know, so everyone's story is, is, is a blessing to other people because you can listen to those stories and yours might even be more tragic than those. But when you can hear what people have done through those stories and their past and see that they've never given up. And they've always gone forward to create new possibilities and not be held back by anything or their purpose or passion, which sometimes takes a while to reveal. Um, it can inspire others to go, wow, well, man, they got through that. Then so can I, I can find my way through life and my purpose. And it may not be clear at the start, you know, it may not be clear to what your purpose is, but if you keep taking the right actions and, you know, good actions that are, are standing for other people around you. You're not using people. You're you're being you know a good stand as a human being, and you keep taking correct actions in what your gut may be telling you in a path you might want to go with a new career or whatever. You'll find it. It'll come. It'll open up when you don't have a a negative energy around you when you're, I you're think, not being. I think selfish. they call that your authentic self. Is that what it is? Yeah, for sure, man. Just your authentic self and, and have, you know, be for others that are in front of you, whatever you can do for someone else. You know, sure. when I drive around LA, I have some, not all, not every day, but two or three days a week, I may have a couple of plastic bags full of 
Um, well, they should be paper, I suppose. Should be recycling, probably. <laughs> but I have a couple of bags full of bottles of water and fruit and old clothing. And as soon as I pull up and have a homeless guy asking for money, I give him the bag, you know, and then just move on, leave him with it, you know. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I've had people ask me for money at gas stations, and I'll go in and buy him some food and yeah. just go off and leave it, you know, like just little things that help people, you know. Sure. Sure. Yeah. My wife, um, she's a dog lover. And, you know, just to add on to that story, she does something very similar, but she cares more about the dogs than she does the homeless person. And a lot of times the homeless <laughs> person will have like a, you know, a homeless dog that is with the homeless person. And so uh, when, yeah. they, when they ask her for money, she gives them a bag of dog food. Ah, uh, good on you. Yeah, it's great. It would. That's right. It doesn't matter. Whatever you're doing, is it's helping one helping the other, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. um, it doesn't matter. The fact that that dog's healthy may help that homeless person see something, you know? Yeah, sure. exactly. Um, and it's uh, it's great. Like that story I shared originally, a uh, lady I met a few weeks ago, um, she started or she had something to do with starting a dog rescue in China and they rescue dogs um, so that they're not used for other purposes and then they get the dogs transshipped to America, uh, exported to America, and then people here, you know, rescue them and bring them into their homes. And uh, it was funny enough, I shared that story at a Bikers for Christ meeting the other night, and one of the guys there is a professional dog trainer, and he trains all types of dogs, from vicious dogs to dogs that, you know, are just sad and lonely. And he said, that's so funny. He said, I've just got a dog in from China, a family brought in his his training, and... uh, this lady also shared with me that there's a Marine that started a dog rescue shelter smack in the middle of Afghanistan around the war zone. And he said the change it's made for the people in that town after months and months, they're now coming in, learning how to look after the animals and loving them and taking them home. He said it's just changed, changed the energy around that little town. So it's, it's really incredible and important. Animals do so much for one's you know personality one's happiness one's sadness and you know animals yeah. are just great to have but even myself i've got this stress reliever yeah well yeah <laughs> i mean you know it was uh, uh hmm. chris calls him but i uh, calls him my survivor dog uh but even yeah. my dog it's a little min pin nine pounder you know she's all over the place but you know she's the thing about animals or especially dogs is they're always happy to see you when you get home. They're jumping yeah, up and right. doing circles, and it just makes you yeah. smile. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's really sure. unconditional love no matter yeah, what. You know, they are just, we all need you know. to be like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's it's so important. Wouldn't it know? be kind of scary, though, if you got home and your wife was running around <laughs> in circles, jumping up and down? <laughs> uh, dep- dep- it depends what it depends what sort of marriage you've got. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, let me, I got to bring this up because, you know, I was a big fan of the series Sons of Anarchy. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know... Uh, your roles as an actor, uh, you know, Sons of Anarchy was a great show. Uh, you know, being in uh, a biker's club yourself uh, years past, um, how was your role being the president of the Belgium chapter? Uh, how was that role? How did that, that role fit you? Did, were you natural for this? 
Um, yeah, I'm not sure about the role in Belgium, but the role in Belfast, yeah, I played that. Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, it was I'm pretty cool. It was a great... <laughs> it was a great it was a great role um, yeah I loved it I loved um, I, I had three years before I got on the show I did quite a few auditions before I got that role but I was determined on that day that I auditioned that that was my role I, um, you know I, I was just determined I went in and that was my role when I walked into that room with 20 or 30 other guys waiting to audition and I just walked into the room like it was my club and they were all my members sitting there and I walked in and did the audition and walked out and got it booked the next day. Um, so how, uh, how, difficult, was, how difficult was it for you to get the, uh, to get the Irish accent down for the role? Not, not difficult because being an Aussie, I find um, that Irish and English and Scottish accents and Southern accents are really easy. For me, you know, we all have our, our hiccups. For me, the general American accent's a little, you know, I find that a little hard for me to get into. Just, it's hard for just me to get for into. for me, some people get into it easily, you know. Right, right. So what was the, what was the best role that you've ever played? Do you have a favorite? Oh, man, that's over 100 and something films. Um um, yeah, I, I don't know the best role because I love them all, you know, like they're, they're all just been so, because I'm basically what you call a character actor, you know, and right. even though I play a lot of bikey films, like, I, I still do a lot of other different types of roles. Um, and so what, are your favorite, guess, what are your favorite um, roles then? Make well, I, I guess, look, the, the one I played after Sons of Anarchy, um, was uh, Saving Mr. Banks, um, the Disney movie uh, with Emma, Tom Emma Thompson and Tom Hanks. I didn't work with them, but all my scenes were with Colin Farrell. I really enjoyed that because it was a, it was a period piece, you know, back in the early 1900s and I played a bank manager and, you know, in the top hat and cane and little round glasses and I basically had the same moustache and everything I had in Sons of Anarchy. They just twisted it and curled it up. And I yeah. thought it was really cool to come from playing that character into this bank manager in that period piece with the cane and the double-breasted suit. It was, it was really cool. It was a challenge, yeah. actually. It was far more of a challenge than playing a bikey president, you know? You know, you were also on uh, a couple of episodes of my favorite TV show, which is called Criminal Minds. Um, what, 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 what was that like for you? What was that experience like? Yeah, well, that was fun too. Because see, they all came at the same time. Like I got, luckily, it doesn't happen all the time, but luckily I got cast in that without an audition straight off Sons of Anarchy because they're both Irish characters. So yep. yeah, I love that and love playing with, um, you know, um, you know the the, the other uh, Tim 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 was the other lead in that. Tim's great. He was in Sons of Anarchy as well, and he's doing. He's an Irish actor, but it was great. I really enjoyed that because they're all different. See, those three jobs I did one after the other were all so different. You know, sure. Um, and that that's what I love the challenge. Like, um, it's it's fantastic. But funny thing is, next year or this year in June, I'm coming back to Australia to do a lead in a movie. Um, with uh, playing the, the lead of a, a movie called Patched, which is on Facebook, you can see it's a bikey a bikey movie. But I'm playing the older ex uh, member of this club, but he's not involved in too much of this stuff now. He just sits back a bit and runs the show. So, yeah. Well, that's it's, definitely uh, something I will watch. You know, I dig all those movies. Uh, this is a movie. Yeah, this is what, what we were talking talk. about earlier off air. 
uh, that you're working on something here in the next few weeks? Uh, in, um, I'm doing this one in Melbourne now, this TV, a few days shoot on that, and then I'm running some events here. Um, I do... I do have another film. It's from some friends of mine in the States, but it's actually going to be filmed in, a, in Australia again. So that may be much, much later in the year. I can't say too much about it because it's still sort of under wraps at the moment. But, you know, as an actor, you just you just do what you do and, you know, um, just go wherever you got to go for work, you know. Um, that's pretty much it. Well, I, I see you're also you also have a project coming up, uh, James Gibson uh, Outlaw. Uh, I think that's um, yeah. I'm not sure about that. I'm actually going to see the guy here. He's based in Melbourne. I'm going to be seeing him over the weekend. So um, I'm just uh, that's already been filmed. We just got to see where that's going to go. See, I do a lot of independent films too for for people. You know, I, I love getting into projects where people haven't done things before or they've only done a couple of things I like that it's risky you know because you don't know what's going to happen to it but I still I don't have to worry about my um, my status I'm not like you're the A-list actor who can only do certain or I'll do whatever I want that's the freedom I have you know and that's awesome um, did you do any stage speaking Andy? Uh, I I not yet, but that's what we're working at at the moment. We're going to start with the people I'm working. We're going to start doing. That's going to be baby steps into that arena. Yeah, for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, a lot of people, and I see you a lot out there. We, you know, there are some groups that, you know, there's several of us that we see each other all the time, and of course, yes, that's yes. how we, you and I met initially. Yes, we yes. met face to face, but. Uh, we have some mutual friends in in, in contact. Um, yeah. And of course, because, you know, I knew you from Sons of Anarchy, so it was cool to see you, you know, communicate. You've been on other talk shows before. So I really, I really like your background. I really like your history. I figured our audience would dig, you know, uh, listening to you and hearing your story. Um, you know, you got what what was what I didn't know, which I learned earlier, is that your kids are doing very well, uh, especially Cody uh, with these roles that he has. Uh, it's just, how is it to have a family of actors? Yeah, well, that's um, you know I have other children from previous relationships, and they're doing their own thing, and they're successful, and going through their own uh, their own world, and. They, you know, um, I'm very proud of them and what they're doing. And, you know, Cody and Shanoa, I'm proud of them. And they pretty much run their own world now, you know, like they're doing doing their own thing. Cody's very integral with what he wants to do and what he doesn't want to do. And his sister is like, you know, that I have a, a good work ethic. Like I've never given up. I'm 66 this year and I still have five films booked and a couple of TV series. I, I, I am on a series called... Uh, Wentworth, which is a Netflix TV series, and I've been playing a bit of a bad guy on that. But you know, I'm just grateful. I, I say I am on this. I don't mean that. We, yeah, Went, Wentworth is great. It's a very yeah, cool show. Really watch um, how cool. Yeah, I think that one. Yeah, it's, it's a Netflix original, right? The Wentworth one. Yeah, it's 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 like the Orange is the New Black. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, it's based on females, Australian prisoners, but really popular show. It's very popular. But, you know, one thing I just got to say, I do mention with my speaking, I go, I am on this, I'm doing that. I don't like it to sound like, hey, look at me. I am. I'm just mentioning what I'm doing. What I, what I am is very grateful. I'm really grateful that the relationships, which is important for actors to know, to build up over the years, the 29 years or 28, 29 years I've been doing this, Pretty much all the roles in the last two years have been offers and I've only auditioned a couple of times because of, not because I'm amazing, it's not that, it's because I've built great relationships and I have a good work ethic and that's so important for actors to know. Relationships are really, really important um, to do, to have, you know. Absolutely are and you know what, that's where Finding Your Frequency comes from uh, is relationships that we've built over the years so, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it was really great to have you on the show, uh, Andy. Um, is there anything else or is there anything to push or promote a, a website, anything that you want people to go to? Um, look, uh, I, you know, I have my Instagram and all that, but not. I'll, I'll give it you details later, not the moment. I actually unfortunately had my Galaxy Notepad I my phone's stolen I think from the airport in Melbourne yesterday so I'm just in the process of protecting all that um, so I'm not giving anything out just yet I will leave the details to you once I know everything's secured okay. and my passwords are changed I'll give it out to you and then people more than welcome to go on my Facebook and follow or Instagram because we have my uh, other partner back in LA we're starting um, a new travel journey show where it's the boss and Gypsy. My nickname is Gypsy and his is the boss. So it'll be adventures with boss and Gypsy. And uh, we'll be doing travels around the world, you know, going to different spots, possibly China and Afghanistan to look at these dog rescue missions and just tourist spots around Australia and Europe and America and just giving people a little YouTube channel, uh, which is, um, you know, free to go on and just view different parts of the world. And we give a little bit of description of how, to get there and, you know, what to see there. So that's not up yet, but it's in early stages of getting that all set up, you know. That sounds great. Sounds like a great project. A lot of good stuff, a lot of exciting stuff. Uh, 66 and still going strong. Uh, I admire you, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate you and you too for what you're doing. And thank you for having me on the show, you know, and to all your listeners as well. Absolutely, Andy. We appreciate you having on. Guys, uh, stay tuned as we have a little bit more coming to you right after this commercial break right here on Finding a Frequency. You can follow us all over social media at Radio Ryan 1, at Jeff Spinney 2, and of course, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Finding a Frequency Net. Stay tuned and we'll be right back right after these messages. 